Hello everyone, welcome to Summit Church Fenton Online. I'm so glad you joined me today and I look forward to sharing the Word of God with you. As I was uh, thinking about what to preach today, I, uh, I remembered back into my childhood uh, when on television there, there was a game show, well, there were several game shows, a lot of game shows back when I was growing up in the, in the late 60s and 70s and one of them I thought about was to tell the truth. And that's, that was a show where three people came out and they all said that they were the same person. And there was a celebrity panel and they asked these three people questions and tried to figure out which of them were telling the truth. It was, you know, it's called to tell the truth. And they had to, the celebrity panel had to figure out which of the three through a series of questions of the three people all claiming to be the same person, which one, which one of them was telling the truth. So it was called to tell the truth. And then I thought of another show that was on. It was called Truth or Consequences. And, uh, and, and that, I remember watching that one a lot with my dad in the evenings. And, and, uh, I remember that one, um, uh, they had some folks come out and they they were asked trivia questions i think and if they if they uh, were not able to answer the trivia questions truthfully um or correctly or whatever then they had to you know perform some kind of crazy uh stunts or whatever you know they're on the on television and so it's called truth or consequences so you either had to tell the truth or bear the consequences and you know, and then I think about, you know, I, I remember watching Pinocchio, uh, as, as a child, you know, that, that, um, wooden puppet that whenever he would tell lies, you know, his nose would grow. And, uh, uh, and I remember, I think at one point there, I remember the, I think the birds came and sat on his nose. And I don't know, somebody or someone sawed his nose off at one point because it had grown so long. He was told so many lies. And, and uh, then, I, then I think also, I was thinking about the, this one movie that my wife and I watched. We watched it after, you know, they had edited all the cuss words out and whatnot, but it was called uh, Liar, Liar. And the, and the premise of it, there was a, a, a lawyer, and I think his child made a wish that his dad, the lawyer, would would only be able to t- because he lied all the time. This lawyer lied all the time. I think Jim Carrey played the the main role in that. And he just told lies all the time, and his kid wished for his birthday wish that his dad, I think, would ha- the lawyer would Jim Carrey would have to tell the truth for. I think it was 24 hours without telling any lies. And, and it was hilarious because, you know, he, because all he did was lie all the time. And when he had to tell people the truth, it was very difficult for him. So anyway, I want to talk today to you about the importance of telling the truth and, and the dangers of lying, you know, from the Bible. What does the Bible have to say about lying? I mean, it, it's a very sobering subject and something that I I feel like the Holy Spirit wants me to talk about today. So I'm going to title this, I'm going to title it Truth or Consequences. So I'll just draw from that one show that I watched as a child that I just talked about, Truth or Consequences. We'll title the message today, Truth or Consequences. And you know, as you study the Bible, you you had better tell the truth because if you don't, you're going to suffer consequences. So truth are consequences. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs, the 12th chapter, the 19th 
the 19th verse, it says, The truthful lip shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. And then it goes on in verse 22, it says, Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal truthfully are His delight. So, you know, uh, it, it's important that we tell the truth and that we don't lie because a truthful uh, tongue or lip will be established forever. But a lying tongue is, is only for a moment, moment and it will pass away. And lying lips are an abomination. Think about that, an abomination to the Lord. But he who deals truthfully and speaks the truth is God's delight. You know, I, I share this message today with the backdrop of our uh, political scene. You know, I, I watched the last debate the other night uh, between uh, Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. And I mean, they spent a good time of their debate accusing one another of being liars. And I think the one of them even established a, or has a website or noted a website or stated about a website where they could check the other one, you know, all the, all their lies out, you know, and, 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 you know, and, and, you know, let's be clear. And I think, you know, this as well as I do, lying has always been around. I mean, it's, it's nothing new. It's, it's been around for a long time, long, all the way back into the, in, in, into the garden, you know, of, of uh, Eden, you see it there with the devil, you know, and telling that half truth to Eve. And I mean, and, and all the way down through <laughs> the last 6,000, give or take years of humanity, lying has always been around. Uh, but, you know, I've noticed here in the United States over the last uh, about seven years, give or take, whatever, six, seven, eight years, give or take, lying has been on steroids. I mean, you know what I mean by that? It's like gotten uh, exponentially worse. And uh, in fact, the Lord had showed me something about that back, way back, I don't know, about six or seven years ago. Uh, and, and I won't get into it now. I shared about it at that time. But, but I can tell you, lying spirits have been released on this nation the United States. And, uh, and I'm convinced that's why you see lying on steroids. You know what I mean? And, uh, it's always been around, but I, I, from my observation, it's, I think it's clear, not just from my observation. I think anybody that's honestly observing can see that lying has, it is, it is, it is, uh, exponentially worse than it's ever been. And, uh, and, and and that's sad, but in the back in the back with the, the political scene, you know, being in the backdrop here, um, you know, what is uh, perhaps the main word that's associated with a politician? And I think the first word that would come to anybody, anybody's mind, sad to say, I chuckle about it, but sad is liar. You know, you think of a politician, the first word that comes to most people's mind, and rightly so, is liar. Now, they're not all liars, I, I'll say that, but I tell you what, the preponderance of them, most all of them are, and it's very sad that, that that's the case. And, you know, lying is the manifestation of a, of a dishonest heart. And, uh, you know, how refreshing would it be if all of our politicians... And everyone, 
you know, the news media and everybody, because news media, I'll say more about that in a moment, but they're, they're full of lies, as you, as you well know, but the politicians are, and so many of them, almost all of them, it's so sad. But how refreshing would it be if everybody just told the truth, just told the truth? You know, I found an article on Abraham Lincoln uh, by Kathy Crockett some years ago. I found, <clears throat> excuse me, I found this article and let me read from it here. Abraham Lincoln, you know, he was our 16th president. Abraham Lincoln had many nicknames during his lifetime. The rail splitter, the great emancipator, but perhaps none of these is as widely recognized in reference today as his nickname, Honest Abe. Uh, the roots of his nickname start in his early working life. As a young man, Abraham Lincoln worked as a general store clerk. One evening, he was counting the money in the drawers after closing and found that he was, <clears throat> he was a few cents over what should have been in the drawer. When he realized that he had accidentally shortchanged a customer early that a customer earlier that day, Lincoln walked a long distance to return the money to that customer. You think about that. That's, that's honest. On another occasion, Lincoln discovered that he had given a woman too little tea uh, for her money. He put what he owed uh, he put what he owed her in a package and he personally delivered it to the woman who never realized that she was not given the proper amount of tea until Lincoln showed up at her doorstep. Again, (laughs) how refreshing that is to see honesty. Lincoln's integrity and insistence on honesty became even more apparent in his law practice and in his book, An Honest Calling, The Law Practice of Abraham Lincoln, Mark Steiner notes, and he says this, He says, I remember one case in which, uh, talking of Lincoln here, he says, I remember one case in which he was was for the defendant. Uh, Lincoln satisfied of his client's innocence. It depended mainly on one witness. That witness told on the stand under oath what Abe Lincoln knew to be a lie. And no, but no one else knew, just Abe Lincoln knew that that witness was lying. When he arose to plead the case, Lincoln said this, gentlemen, I depended on this witness to clear my client, but he has lied. I ask that no attention be paid to this testimony. Let his words be stricken out. If my case fails, uh, he said, I I do not wish to win this way. See, Lincoln didn't want to win the case and he likely could have, but he didn't want to win that way. He didn't want to win by lying or, or cheating, if you will. Cheating, lying, same, basically the same thing. You know, in the area of, of, of golf, <laughs> playing golf a lot growing up, I, I watched so many people just cheat. <laughs> just cheat. And, and I mean, and, and you know, the saddest thing was, is I, I'm thinking of one guy, he was a really good golfer. He didn't need to cheat. I mean, he, he didn't, he didn't need to. He was so good. He didn't need to, but he, he just did anyway. And, and cheating, lying, same thing. And, uh, it's it just, it just, it's just so sad. It's a, again, it's a manifestation of a dishonest heart, but, but you know, and, and it, I mean, I don't want to win by cheating. If you win by cheating, what what good is it? What is it? What have you accomplished? I mean, uh, but Lincoln, he didn't want to win. 
and he likely could have, but he didn't want to win that way. He did not want to win that case uh, based on a lie. And, you know, Lincoln carried his regard for the truth through his years at the White House. He himself was forthright and deeply sincere. It seems as if some of his colleagues wondered if he could ever tell a lie. During the Civil War, uh, uh, President Lincoln stated, he said, I, he said, I ain't been, he said, I ain't been caught lying yet and I don't mean to be. Now, now think about that. The president of the United States, Abraham Lincoln, said, saying, I ain't been caught lying yet, and I don't mean to be. Well, that, that's refreshing, isn't it? Uh, you know, uh, for Lincoln, the truth was not worth sacrificing for any gain, no matter how large that gain may have been. Lincoln didn't need to lie to save the Union, to unite the people, and free slaves, and to lead a nation. He didn't lie, have to lie to do any of that. Perhaps that is why he remains a hero to so many around the world and an inspiration to leaders well into the future. From his work as a clerk to his duties as president of the United States, Lincoln's honesty was unwavering, showing that telling the truth is an essential lesson for all, no matter who you are or what you do. And I can say that Lincoln was honest in little. You see that when he was the clerk, you know, working at the store. He was honest in those little things. And then he was also honest in much when he became the president of the United States. And again, this is a Bible principle. If, it, you know, uh, if, you're, if you're honest in that which is least, you'll be honest in that which is much. And if you're dishonest in that which is least you'll be dishonest in that which is much. It's a spiritual Bible principle. And so Lincoln was very honest and how refreshing that would be. And I don't have it in my notes here, but I was just thinking, I think it was George Washington who remember the cherry tree incident. And I think his mother was questioning. I think, I think as I recall, I don't have it in my notes, but just remembering from back studying history, I think that, uh, I think he cut down his mother's cherry tree or something and she got upset and, and she was wanting to know who, who cut that tree down. If I remember this correctly, you can check me out, but, but, uh, go read your history books. But, but, uh, when he was questioned, he, I think, I think it was George Washington. He said, I cannot tell a lie. I did it. Now, isn't that refreshing? I mean, isn't, isn't that refreshing? If everybody, from the greatest in the land to the least, just told the truth. And not only you know, do you have lying among politicians, but I alluded to this a moment ago, but we'll say it here. You know, the media, most of the media is full of liars. Most of the media. And, and I'll tell you what, now a lot of people will listen to that and say, yeah, well, it's just the liberal media. That's full of lies. But the conservative media, well, they're telling the truth. Well, let me tell you what. I've listened to both sides. And as honest as I can be, I'll tell you that most of the conservative media that I've listened to, and I consider myself a, a conservative, and, and I disagree with just about everything the Democrats stand for. I disagree with just about everything they stand for and, 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 and all of that and, and the liberals. I disagree with just about all of it, but 
you know, but a lot of people would say, well, the liberals are, they're the liars and oh, but over here on the conservative channels, they're all telling the truth. But I tell you what, just as honest as I could be, the conservative side, actually, they tell far more lies. Listen to what I'm saying. The conservative side, <laughs> I'll tell you, they tell far more lies than, than the, the, uh, uh, than the, uh, liberals. I mean, I've listened to CNN and I've listened to Fox and I've found far more lies on Fox than I have on CNN. And CNN's got a lot of lying going on, but I think CNN is far more honest than Fox News. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you don't, if you can't see that, then I think you're deceived because just, just listen to them sometime. Absolutely the truth. Absolutely the truth. Well, Pastor Terry, you made me mad on that. Well, then you're just going to have to get glad. You're going to have to build a bridge and get over it, but it's the truth. I just want the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. How about you? Absolutely. And it's time that we start examining some things as Christians, and it's time that we just you know get to a point where we, we don't believe it just because Donald Trump said it or a Republican said it or Fox News said it, you know? We need to check out and see what they're saying, if it's true or not. And, and, and CNN, they could say something just because they said it doesn't mean it's a lie. Now, there's lies on CNN just like there is everywhere else. But like I said, there, I've heard a lot of truth on CNN. I've heard truth on Fox. I've heard lies on both sides. I, and honestly, I've heard more lies on Fox and CNN. But, but you know, whether you're Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, whatever it is, you know, we just, if we just had the truth, wouldn't that solve, it solve so many things, wouldn't it? Just the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And I'll tell you right now, perhaps one of the biggest dangers in this nation is a dishonest media. Absolutely. And I tell you, when I grew up, you had, I had, I had CBS, uh, ABC and NBC, that's what I had. And in the evening, there was a 30-minute show on each each news, you know, world news. And they were all three of them pretty much telling the same, the same thing because they were reporting the news and they were doing their best to report the truth. But now you've got these different news channels. And <laughs> I mean, they're, most of them are telling you what they want you to hear or what they think you want to hear. And and, and that's dangerous. And, and the news media has gone crazy in this nation. And, and instead of reporting the truth of the news, and sometimes they do, but most of the time they're just telling you what, what you want to hear. And most people have found news channels that they, that they listen to where they know they're going to hear what they want to hear. And oh, this is dangerous, friends. This is so dangerous. And one of the biggest dangers in this nation is a dishonest news media and and because i think the news media ought to hold the politicians to the truth and if the news media was honest and they and they would come together and be honest and hold the politicians to the truth it would square up a lot of things in this nation but you know you you know as well as i do you'll have a politician a conservative politician go on a conservative news channel and they get a bunch of softball questions and the liberal liberal candidate will go on a liberal station and they get a bunch of softball questions. But, you know, from all news media, they ought to be throwing the same, you know, fastballs, not softballs at all of the candidates. Truth, just questioning them and pitting them down with the truth. And I tell you what, it would solve a lot of trouble 
in this nation. You know, speaking of news media, Smith Wigglesworth. Now, if you've never heard of him, he was uh, a man of God of yesteryear. And he was known as, a, as an apostle of faith. He ministered uh, some hundred years ago. And it would do you well to check his ministry out and, and, and get books that he wrote and so forth. And a very, very powerful man of God. Had many people raised from the dead under his ministry. Just a wonderful, powerful man of God. But, uh, you know, he would not allow newspapers into his house. And when asked, he said, I won't let those in here. They're full of lies. And if that's true way back 100 years ago, how much more it's on steroids now. I can tell you Smith Wigglesworth wouldn't let Fox or CNN or MSNBC or ABC, CBS or any. He wouldn't let any of those. He would. I don't think Smith Wigglesworth would have uh, a satellite television or or, or uh, 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 cable <laughs> television or whatever. He wouldn't let that in his house because he's it's full of lies. Absolutely. But that man had the power of God in his life. Absolutely, because he would not listen and be listen to lies and be surrounded by lies. If you want to walk close to God and have fellowship with him, you must be honest and tell the truth. Hear me there, friends. If you want to walk close to God and have fellowship with him, you must be honest and tell the truth. God will not fellowship with dishonesty. He just won't. Now, I've heard Christians already say, well, I only tell white lies. Well, <laughs> a lie, whatever the color is, still a lie. <laughs> and then I've heard other Christians say, well, you know, I just, I, I, I only tell half truths. Well, a half truth is equal to a whole lie. So don't ever forget that. Let's tell the truth. And let's not lie, because if you want to have fellowship with the Lord and have the power of God in your life, you're going to have to be a person of honesty. Absolutely. And you know, <laughs> one place that aggravates me is, you know, like, like when you go to buy a satellite, like a, choose a satellite company for satellite television or, or a cable or whatever it is, or a cell phone, you're going to buy a cell phone or whatever it is. And these people will come in and they'll, I mean, and they'll, they'll pro one company will promise you this and one company will promise you that. And, and, you know, and when you get into the contract or whatever it is, you get into it, you know, whatever the deal is. And, and you find out what you, you know, you can't, you can't tell until you get into it, really. Then you get into it. And you find out that some of what they was telling you was true, but not all of it. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, their their special price they offered you, you know, by by the time they get done taxing you and pay you paying this fee and that fee and the other, and 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 it's not what they promised. And and, and you see it with the satellite companies, the uh, uh uh, what is it? The, the cable and cell phones. And one time I said, well, I'm going to leave this cell phone company and I'm going to find me an honest one and I'm going to go do a different one. And so you go over to that one and yeah, the prices are cheaper for a while, but after about six months or what a three months, whatever it is, they're just as dishonest as the one I left. 
<laughs> you know, and you see it in stores. A lot of times, you know, you look at an ad, you'll see an ad in a store. They're running an ad, <laughs> and you get in there, and you're looking for that that good deal, and 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 kind of partially what they told you was true, but <laughs> when you get in there, you know what they was promised, and you were advertising is it isn't. It's just not right, and they weren't telling the truth. And the what is it called, bait and switch, or whatever it is, and 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 it's so sad. Just like I've told uh, salesmen already, you know, it's trying to sell me sell me something or this or that. I, I tell them, I said, look, just you know, I tell them, just tell me the truth. Just 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 tell me, just tell me how much it's going to cost. Tell me all the hidden fees. Tell me all the twists and the turns. All the, all the, yeah. Just, just tell me the truth. Just, just, I would rather find out now that it's going to cost me such and such in three months more than, than to get surprised with it down there then. Just tell me the truth. Tell me now. <laughs> and, and then, and then, and then we'll, I don't want any surprises. Just tell me the truth. And so many of them, even after saying that, won't do it. They still twist and turn and finagle and, and uh, it, and it's it, it's all over. Not in just these companies I've mentioned, but it's all over the place. All over the place in in, in just about every industry that you deal with, even in in church church venues. A lot of times, it's very very and among ministers and preachers, and it's it's sad. A minister ought to be be honest. I'll say more about that in a moment. But anyway. Um, Let's look at some more scriptures about truth and honesty. Look at Proverbs 6, verse 16. It says, these six, these six things the Lord hates. So just some more scriptures here about truth and honesty and all of that and, and, and the dangers of lying. Proverbs 6, 16. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue. Oh, there it is. Underline that God hates a lying tongue. Now he hates these other things too, but we're centering in on truth and honesty and lying here today. So a lying tongue, God hates it. Hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift and running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies and one who soars, sows discord among brethren. Now in that list of these, what, seven things, lying comes up twice. I mean, God hates it. He just hates dishonesty. He just does. And we need to understand that. And if we want to walk close to him, we're going to have to hate it too. We're going to have to hate dishonesty and be honest. You know, the ninth commandment, there's the, the 10, the big 10, the big 10 commandments, you know, you've, you've heard of those. The ninth commandment says, you shall not bear false witness. So, I mean, God has made it very clear we're supposed to not lie. We're supposed to tell the truth. You know, in Proverbs 11, verse 1, the Bible says, Dishonest scales are an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is His delight. Dishonest scales are an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is His delight. With that verse in mind, let me read you this little story here. Or tell you this little story. Coming home from work, a woman stopped at the corner deli to buy a chicken for supper. The butcher reached into a barrel, grabbed the last chicken he had, flung it on the scales behind the counter, and told the woman its weight. And she thought for a moment, 
And she said, I really need a bit more chicken than that. Uh, Do you have any larger ones? Without a word, the butcher put the chicken, remember that's the only one he had now, he put that chicken back into the barrel and then groped around, you know, as though making the woman think he was looking for another one. He only had that one. He pulled that same chicken out of the barrel, placed it on the scales. And then he tells the woman, this chicken weighs one pound more, he announced to her, you know. The woman pondered her options, and then she said, okay, I'll take them both. <laughs> Whoops. Now, he, he just got, he got caught with his hand in the chicken jar, didn't he? I mean, he got caught lying. Now, what's he going to do? And, and he probably lost a good customer there, and he should, and he should have. He got caught. He got caught with his pants down, so to speak, on that one. And that's not a good place to be caught. Absolutely. Uh, here, here's another one. Let me uh, read this one to you. Numbers 23, verse 19. Numbers 23, Numbers 23, verse 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie. And we need to understand that about God. There's, there's, there's no lying in him. There's no dishonesty in him. Total, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. He's not a man that he should lie. You know, this verse makes me think about, you know, I think about the Superman movies that came out. I guess they started coming out somewhere in the, I don't know, 80, 80s, I guess it was, you know, because I watched Superman as a kid on television with, uh, uh, you know, I guess it was George Reeves was Superman. But uh, but I remember when they started making the movies with Christopher Reeve, Christopher Reeve, he played Superman. And anyway, I recall, you know, thinking about God is not a man that he should lie. Thinking about in Superman 2, Gene Hackman was playing Lex Luthor and the the villain, you know, and and he said to Superman concerning that there were three criminals in that episode that had uh, also been been released from Krypton and they were in a jail cell or something. They got broke out. And now, see, Lex Luthor had always dealt with Superman and, and being a criminal that Lex Luthor was, now he's uh, dealing, he, in, as the movie goes on, he's dealing with these three criminals from Krypton and, and he makes this statement to Superman he, later in the movie. He said, he said to Superman, he, Lex Luthor said to, the, to Superman, he said, these other people from Krypton, are, he said, Superman, these other people from Krypton are not like you. They are dishonest. He said, at least I always knew when I, when I dealt with you, Superman, I knew where I stood with you and I could always count on you telling me the truth. See, so even that criminal Lex Luthor, he liked dealing with somebody that was honest. <laughs> and, and, and when he, he liked dealing with Superman because at least Superman always told him the truth. But now he's dealing with these three criminals and they're, they're just as criminal as he is. And he does, even that criminal Lex Luthor doesn't want to hear, hear lies and whatnot, you know. He doesn't want to be dealt with deceptively. And Superman always told him the truth because, of course, Superman always fought for truth, justice, and the American way. <laughs> but it, it kind of a funny story there about Superman, but, but it's true. I mean, I, I think even dishonest people, you know, they want to deal with honest people. I mean, if you get, you know, because he said, hey, at least when I dealt with you, Superman, I knew where I stood with you. You always told me the truth. So even the criminal didn't like dealing, Lex Luthor didn't like dealing with, with those dishonest 
uh, other people, criminals from Krypton. So, you know, it's, it's just important that we tell the truth. I like dealing with people that tell the truth. You know, uh, I, 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 I just, I just do. And I know when my wife and I built our home, we were concerned about finding an honest contractor because in the construction industry, again, sad to say, there's a lot of dishonesty that goes on there and there's a lot of honesty, but we were concerned about finding a, a contractor that would be honest. And boy, I tell you what, we prayed and sought the Lord and God gave us one. I tell you what, this man, I had a contract with him and all that, but I didn't need it. <laughs> I mean, he was honest as the day is long and I'd let him build another house for me and I wouldn't even, I would, I'd have a contract, but I wouldn't need it. <laughs> I mean, he was honest and I mean, he didn't cut any corners. He did everything right, right by the book and even exceeded the book. I mean, went beyond the call of duty and I mean, built, built my wife and I a beautiful home, but, but he was honest he was honest. And to my knowledge, he wasn't a Christian. Now we shared the Lord with him as best we could. But you know, I'll tell you right now, I would rather deal in business with, a, with an honest sinner, if you will. Some, let me put it another way. I'd rather deal with somebody that doesn't know the Lord. Sad to say that they don't know the Lord, but I'd rather deal with somebody like that that's honest than to deal with a Christian that is dishonest. I would rather have a, a contractor build my house that doesn't know the Lord, but they're honest, than to have a Christian contractor build my house that's dishonest. Did you get what I just said? I'd rather have a contractor that doesn't know the Lord, that's honest, build my house, than have a Christian who knows the Lord, but's dishonest. I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch them with a 100-foot pole to build my house. Yeah, but they're a Christian, Pastor Terry. Yeah, but they're also a liar. And they cut corners and you get what I'm saying? Now, the best, the best scenario is to have a Christian, somebody that knows the Lord, that's also honest. Now, now you got something. Now, yeah, you'd want them to build your house, but you get what I'm saying. You're better off to have the honest guy than, and there's a lot of people go around, well, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Yeah, but there's cricket as a black snake. <laughs> it's just, that's the truth. So anyway, I think you get what I'm saying here. John 17, 17. Uh, Jesus makes the statement about the word of God and he says, the word is truth. This holy book, the holy Bible, you can count on it. It is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And it's the one book that you can count on to never lie to you and tell you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And Jesus, first, uh, I'm sorry, uh, John 1.14 says, the word became flesh, the second member of the Trinity became flesh, became a man, Jesus, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. You know, Jesus, it, it was full of truth. He never lied, not one time. I tell you what, I've met a lot of people and there's over the years and some people I, you know, I look forward to meeting them and, 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 and when I met them, I mean, they're good, wonderful and all that, but there's always something somewhere about them that let me down. And it's the same thing. You know, if you, if you thought highly of me and you wanted to meet me, if you met me, you'd see her real quick. There's things in me that'll let you down. Absolutely. But Jesus is the only person 
that we'll meet, that when we meet him, there's nothing in him that'll let us down. And actually, I think we'll be like the Queen of Sheba when she went to Solomon's kingdom and she, she said, the half wasn't told me of how wonderful this kingdom is. I think we'll say that about Jesus. The half wasn't told me how wonderful he is, but you'll never find him or catch him in a lie. He is full of truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he absolutely is, and no one comes to the Father except through him. Actually, even some of Jesus' critics in Matthew 22, verse 16, even some of Jesus' critics when he was in his earthly ministry said to him, Teacher, we know how honest you are. You teach the way of God truthfully. So even his critics, even his critics declared he was truthful. And I think about when Pilate was examining him. Remember that? Before that crowd and whatnot, right before he crucified Jesus. And, and even Pilate couldn't find anything wrong in the Lord because he's full of grace and truth. He is the truth. And the Bible says in John eight thirty two, Jesus said this. He said, you'll know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Absolutely. There's just something that about knowing the truth that sets a person free and makes them free. You know, I think about that movie, A Few Good Men, with uh, Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise. And of course, my wife and I, we watched it after it was edited and they cut all the cuss words and all that stuff. You know, by the way, just throw this in, won't charge you any extra. You know, Christians oughtn't to be watching R-rated movies or PG-13 movies or movies with cussing and taking the name of the Lord in vain and sexual stuff going on. Christians ought to be watching watching uh, that stuff. Absolutely not. Not It shouldn't be. I've had a lot of people walk away from me over the years, Christians, because I made that statement. Left my church because I made that statement. Well, what does that show you? They want to go and listen to cussing and watch movies with sexual stuff in it. Christians ought to be doing that. I had one couple over all the years come to me and say, said, said, this one couple out of hundreds of them over the years come to me and said, you know, Pastor Terry, we're so glad you said that about not watching, you know, movies with bad stuff in it. He said, we, we'd never heard a preacher say that before. Now, I'm sure preachers have, but they just had never heard, <laughs> heard a preacher say it. And they said, you know what? We got to thinking about it and you're right. So they said, we've cut out watching all that stuff. As Christians, we shouldn't be doing that. But, but that's one couple that stuck with me and thanked me for saying that. But I've had oodles and gobs of them walk away from me over that because, you know, <laughs> a lot of Christians don't want to, a lot of Christians won't cuss. I heard a preacher say this years ago. A lot of preacher, preach, a lot of preachers won't, let me start over. I heard a preacher say this years ago. He said, a lot of Christians won't cuss. But what they will do is they'll go to a movie and pay to get in that movie to have somebody else do their cussing for them, you know, while they sit there and listen. So anyway, but uh, so we watch this movie, A Few Good Men, because we'll know the truth and the truth will make us free. After it was edited, it's important that I say that to you, and they cut all the bad stuff out of it, the cussing and whatnot. And... Uh, uh, and, and of course, uh, you know, there in the movie near the end, Tom Cruise says, you know, he slams his hand down and Jack Nicholson. He says, I want the truth. And Jack Nicholson says, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> and uh, uh, but I say, yes, we can. We can handle the truth. We can handle it because the truth will will set us free and the truth will keep us free. 
Just tell me the truth. Absolutely. Tell me the truth. I, I, I just think about this story right now. It was one uh, evangelist I heard tell this story and it was, it's, it's, I like it. He said that he traveled around and he, and back in early days of ministry, he would stay at people's homes and he would eat with them in the evening. And as years went on, he became, you know, he got bigger and more well-known and he wasn't able to stay at people's homes. But earlier on, he did. And he said he was eating one night with a couple and their their children. And uh, and the wife had, the, the, the mother of the wife made this soup or something or other. And she just she just loved the soup. She loved making it, but it, but it was terrible. And every, her husband and the kids just hated it. It was terrible. They would never tell her they didn't want to hurt her feelings. And, and so, so they had several evangelists come through before this guy I'm telling you about came through. And, and, and he, <laughs> and she'd always ask everybody, what do you think of my soup or, or whatever it was? And, and, uh, they would all say, Oh, it's just great. It's just great. But they, really they hated it. Oh, it's just great. And this evangelist was telling the story. He said he's sitting there eating that soup or whatever it was, you know. And, and she asked him, just like she asked all the others, you know, brother so-and-so, what do you think of my soup? And when she asked him that, the husband, her, her husband, the father, and the kids, they all stopped and waited to listen, listen for the answer. And, and the evangelist is there and he says, ma'am, well, he, he said, you know, I don't want to have to tell you this, but this is some of the Worst soup I've ever had in my life. And when he said that, the father and the kids, they just rejoiced. And the father looked at him and said that the husband, he said, we know you're a man of God. <laughs> he told the truth. And the man of God ought to tell the truth. Now, the Bible says we need to speak the truth in love. So, I mean, you know, uh, if, if, if uh, you know, like if a lady showed up at my church wearing a crazy looking hat and she asked me what I think about it, you know, I, I wouldn't want to tell her, you know, it's a just ugly hat. If I thought it was ugly, I would try to find a way to to tell her the truth without you know, speak the truth in love. I did the best I could with, <laughs> I did the best I could. So, you know, I, I'm not perfect in all these things. I'm not telling you I've never missed it. Thank God if we miss it, we can repent. But, but we need to speak the truth in love. So I did the best I could, you know, that, I don't think that ever, that might've happened once, but I don't think it was a lady's hat. It might've been a dress or something. I don't know what it was, but I did the best I could when she asked me, what do you think of my new dress? Or what? And I thought, well, that was ugly, but I, you know, I, I tried, you know, to find a way to, to not lie to her. And it's a tough situation. It really is. But we need to speak the truth in love. Hadn't always been perfect in it, but but let's let's strive to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So I'm going to leave that story. We'll move on. But let's tell the truth. Can you say amen? Amen. And I tried not to hurt her, and I did it in some way that I did hurt her. But uh, but we got the truth across, but it wasn't easy to do. Sometimes, you know, it's not always easy to tell the truth. It's not always easy to do it. It's not always easy to do it, but but we have to do it. We really, really do. So as you've seen from what I've shared, what I'm going to share as we move along here over the next several minutes. You know, uh, as I've been alluding to, not much truth is found in America anymore. Just like in Judah, just like in Judah, in Jeremiah, the fifth chapter, the first few verses there, you ought to read it. Uh, God told Jeremiah to go out into the streets and, and search for an honest person. 
And let me read it to you here. Verse 1, run up and down every street in Jerusalem, says the Lord. Look high and low, search throughout the city. If you can find even one just and honest person, I will not destroy the city. And then God says this, but even when they are under oath saying, as surely as the Lord lives, he said, they're still lying. Think about that. He was saying there's people essentially would put their hand on the Bible and, and take the oath and say, I, I swear to tell the truth, whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help me God. And then they still lie. And you see that here in the nation, here in the United States, you see that. Isn't that sad? It, it's sad. I know you can get in all kinds of legal trouble for that, but nonetheless, people lie and and even after they're under oath, and they were doing it back in Judah. God said, even when they're under oath, they're lying. And uh, and then verse three says, Lord, you are searching for honesty. And that's what God is looking for. He's looking for people that will be honest and faithful and true. Absolutely. And Jeremiah, you know, <laughs> the judgment eventually came. He couldn't find one. So an honest person. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad? You see, honesty is something people are looking for. Even Lex Luthor, I said earlier, that criminal was looking for honesty. Listen to this. A lady was soaking up the sun's rays on a Florida beach when she observed a little boy in his swimming trunks carrying a towel, questioning numerous people along the shoreline. Eventually, the little boy came up to her and asked, Do you believe in God? She was surprised by the question, but replied, Why? Yes, I do. Then he asked her, uh, do you go to church every Sunday? And again, her answer was yes. Then he, then he asked, do you read your Bible and pray every day? Again, she said yes. By now, her curiosity was very much aroused. At last, the lad sighed and said with obvious relief at her answers to those questions. He said to her, will you hold my quarter while I go swimming? See, he was looking for somebody that was honest to hold his quarter. And he was going along that beach having a dickens of a time. Couldn't find anybody until he came to this lady. And people are looking for somebody to hold their quarter. I look for people. I want somebody honest to hold my quarter. How about you? I know, you know, wherever you put your money or have your money or whatever bank or financial institution you deal with, you want them to be honest. And, um, and thank God that's what people are looking for is honesty honesty, somebody honest to hold their quarter, hold their money. You ab absolutely want somebody honest dealing with your money. Absolutely. You know, in 2 Kings, uh, the uh, 12th chapter, 2 Kings, the 12th chapter, Joash, the king of Judah, ordered temple repairs. And you can read it in 2 Kings 12, and I'd recommend you read it to get the fullness of it. But uh, just to kind of sum it up, the priest took a chest because he, he ordered temple repairs and they're going to collect offerings and, and, and put it towards the repairs and whatnot. And the priest took a chest and bored a hole in its lid and then placed it at the entrance of the temple. And then the priest who guarded the entrance put into the chest all the money, you know, as the people came and whatnot, all the money that came in, they went into that, into that, uh, into that chest. But here's the thing. As you read on in that chapter, they did not require an accounting from those uh, to whom they gave the money to pay the workers because, here's the reason, because they acted with complete honesty. Now, I believe in having an, uh, an accounting system and having checks and balances, and we always have had that at Summit 
Christian church, absolutely, and it's 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 a must, and you need to do it, even if you're dealing with all honest people, and still it's and really you have it when you got all honest people there, you you have those checks and balances to protect their honesty in case somebody falsely accuses them, uh, uh, you know, of doing something wrong. You have those those systems in place to show yes, they really are honest. But here in Judah, they didn't they didn't have to even check anybody they didn't have to you know check the money and all that because the people dealing with the money were so honest absolutely and wouldn't it be nice if people were so honest that you didn't even have to have to have any accounting systems and all of that because everybody's you know like Abe Lincoln you know honest 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 wouldn't that be wonderful and again I want to say I'm all for accounting systems and checks and balances to and again now, if you got a criminal in there, it's, it's put in there to keep them from stealing. But if you've got honest people in there, you have it in there to protect their integrity in case they're falsely accused, as I said. So I believe in having good accounting but and all that, and we always have had that. But the thing I'm talking about here is in this story, it's bringing out that the people were so honest that they didn't have to have the accounting of the money. Wouldn't that be nice if, we, if, if people were so honest you didn't have to have to even account, account you know, double check them on their accounting of the money? Wouldn't that be wonderful? You know, that reminds me of a story that I heard years ago, the true story. Uh, and, and this guy was telling me back years ago that, that, uh, uh, he, uh, was, he was a traveling evangelist. He told me the story himself. And he said that he had went to this one church and he was there, I guess he did a revival or something. And he preached like five nights in a row and, and Sunday morning. And then after the service on Sunday, you know, the, the, for the week or whatever, the, the, the minister, the pastor, the pastor, you know, had the uh, the bookkeeper write out the check of all the offerings that came in for this guest minister and handed him the check and and he looked at the check and there it was five hundred dollars and okay so he's blessed with that and so forth and 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 so he's uh, 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 as he's walking out to his car to uh, to leave because that you know the revival was over and this minister got his five hundred dollar check and he's walking out to his car and this lady comes running up and says, oh, minister so-and-so, minister so-and-so, did you get it? Did you get it? And he was kind of perplexed and he stopped and he, so did, did I get what, uh, dear sister? Did I get what? And she said, did, 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 did you get that $10,000 I put in the offering for you? <laughs> well, you got a check for 500 from the pastor and the leadership of the church. They received offerings for him all week. <laughs> huh? He got $500 and going to his car. The lady comes up and, did you get it? Did you get it? Did you get that 10000 I put in there for you? <clears throat> he didn't get it. <laughs> and I asked him, I said, what did you do? He said, well, you know, he just, he said he was thankful to have the $500 and he just went on his way and, you know, the, the pastor and the leadership there, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. Uh, they, they in trouble. Now this was years ago and back probably 25, 30 years ago when this guy told me this story. I was just a kid when he told it to me, but, and I, I, I don't know where the church was. I, I don't know any of those details. I just remember him telling me that story. Uh, but that, that, <laughs> that pastor's in, in trouble and, and, uh, and that leadership and that accountant. Well, they're in trouble with the IRS. Well, if they find out, yeah. 
but they're, they're in trouble with somebody a whole lot higher up than the IRS. <laughs> that would be God. And you reap what you sow. And uh, so that minister went on his way and God, I, you know, he blessed that guy. And as he went on, he blessed him. And, you know, if somebody cheats you on one side, God will make up for it on the other. I've watched that. I've had that happen to me over years. I had people cheat me on one side. God made up for it on the other. Absolutely. And made up it a whole lot more. God gave me a whole lot more over here than what I got cheated over here. Absolutely. But these people in that church that did that to that minister is in trouble. John 4.24 says, God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And if you read the book of Amos, read the book of Amos, the fifth chapter, just for the sake of time. If you read that, you had dishonesty and corruption going on among the people of God there. And it was so bad that God said, I hate, I despise your feast days. I do not savor your sacred assemblies. Take away from me the noise of your songs, for I'll not hear the melody of your stringed instruments. Let justice run down like water and righteousness like a mighty stream. In other words, what God was telling these people, talking about Christians now, well, let me straighten that up. (laughs) They weren't Christians back in the Old Testament. They were believers we don't become Christians till the new covenant, you know, as we, as we, we, as we receive Jesus, then we become Christians. But what I meant to say, here we have God's people, believers back in the Old Testament, and they were so corrupt and, and, and lying and, and dishonest and whatnot that God said, I'll put it in my own words, I don't look forward to, to you getting together on the Sabbath to worship me. He said, I just wish you just shut that all down and just even stop singing to me. You know, out of your lying, cheating, thieving heart. <laughs> he said, he said, I don't even look forward to any offerings you bring me. He said, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't savor, savor your worship and all of that. He said, if you're singing to me with a dishonest heart, he said, he, essentially, he said, you know, square that up, get your heart right, get your heart honest, and then come sing to me and then I'll receive it. That's me putting that in my own words. You know, in John 14, verse 16, it says, and Jesus said, I'll pray the Father, he'll give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth. And he's talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the third member of the Trinity, he's also known as the spirit of truth. He's known as the spirit of holiness, the spirit of Christ. But for this message, he's known as the spirit of truth. And I tell you what, as a minister, if you want to flow with the spirit of God, you've got to be honest. You've got to be truthful. I remember there's been times over the years, particularly earlier on, as I would get up and preach, I always tried to be honest, but sometimes, you know, and I think this has happened to probably just about every minister, you get to, you get to going in your preaching and sometimes you, it's called, you start evangelistically speaking. And what that means is you start maybe stretch, stretching the truth a little bit here or there. And I think we've all, all preachers may have done that or exa- let's say another way, maybe exaggerate a story, you know, uh, that kind of thing. And, and, but I've noticed this anytime I ever did that and I never did it intentionally, but you get up to going in the crowds, amen. And you, and you just got to watch this because anytime that I ever started evangelistically speaking or started, you know, maybe exaggerating a story a little bit or whatever. You, know, you get into it, you get to going and, but every time I've done it, the, I, I, every single time you start that, the Holy Spirit, you can just feel him start to, to, to lift up off, lift up off of your, the anointing, start to lift up off your message, to lift up off every single time, every single time, because the Holy Spirit, he's the spirit of truth and he will not cooperate with any dishonesty. 
Absolutely, he will not. And so <laughs> whenever I felt that happen, I, oh, let's get back here. Let's get back here. And there's been a few times where I've said to the crowd, oh, whoop, I, you know, I, I exaggerated that. I, it didn't really happen quite that way. Let me get back. And, and then you get back, you repent right there, you get it back right. And then, then there's the presence of God. I'm not saying the Holy Ghost left me. I'm not saying that. You know what I'm talking about. He just, the anointing on that message started to lift up when you start, you know, stretching the truth. <laughs> Because as lying, and he will not cooperate with that. So this, just take it from me. You don't have to take it from me. Take it from the Holy Bible that you start getting over out of truth. I tell you what, the Holy Spirit won't co- He won't. He won't fellowship with that. He won't cooperate with that. And you know, telling the truth it's something even Christians have trouble with. You know, you can see where Paul, listen to this, Paul. Yeah, Christians have trouble with the truth. Oh yeah, I've <laughs> I've dealt with them for. For years and years and, and, and decades. And one preacher says it this way. He said, you hadn't really been lied to or cheated until you've been lied to or cheated by a Christian. You know, I chuckle when I say that, but it's sad. But Christians lie and they shouldn't. They shouldn't. And, uh, but listen to this. Paul, the apostle Paul withstood Peter to his face because the Bible says he was being a hypocrite. And not acting in line with the truth of the gospel. I think you can read that in the book of Galatians, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's where it is. Think about that. So if it can, if, if Peter can have problems with the truth, how about you and me? We need to be very watchful. And Paul and Peter had a confrontation over it. And it was a public, public. It was public, public. He withstood him to his face as Peter was not acting in line with the truth of the gospel. And we could go on and on with this. You know, Ephesians 4.25 says, put away lying, speaking to Christians, put away lying, but speak, but let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. And of course, the book of Ephesians also says we need to speak the truth in love. Ephesians 4.15, I already talked about that. Ephesians 4.25, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. Listen to this. Four college students arrived late to take a final exam in their ethics class at a Christian university. They conspired to lie to the professor saying they had a flat tire. When entering the classroom, the professor asked uh, their excuse for being late. Uh, We had a flat tire, they all said in unison. Without getting upset, the professor asked the four students to take their seats. The wise professor said to them, The final exam for the four of you in this ethics course will be just one question. Each of you write down on a piece of paper without speaking to one another first, which tire went flat? You see, when the truth, this, this is a good, good saying, it's not original with me, but when the truth is what you tell, you only have to remember one version of the story. I have in my notes here, I think of my grandma, she talks, how I loved her, I tell you what, Grandma Clara, my goodness, and, uh, but she always told about little Johnny came home and he had, uh, <laughs> He had, he had a C and he had four F's on his report card. His grandma, he, he showed it to his grandma and grandma was looking at that. She said, I see you got this C and then Johnny, you got these four F's. What, what, and the grandma, she, cause you know, it, it was a new, new educational system and she wasn't familiar with the A, B, C, D, F. And she said, uh, so Johnny, what is, what is all these F's? What does F stand for? And he said, fine, means fine, grandma, fine. <laughs> Well, he was not only a bad student, he was a liar too. He was lying about what F means. 
Anyway, you know, we, I chuckle sometimes, but you know, you think about, read the book of Acts sometime. I think it's Acts, the fifth chapter. Lying cost Ananias and Sapphira, that married couple, it cost them their lives because the Bible says uh, Satan filled their heart to lie to the Holy Spirit. Think about that. Satan filled their heart to lie to the Holy Spirit. And they fell dead in church. We're talking Christians that were there in church and, and, and they fell dead right there in church because they were lying. They lied to Peter, but he was under the anointing. They lied to the, they were really lying to the Holy Ghost and Satan filled their heart to do that. And they, and they, and they fell dead right there in church. And it said, Satan filled their heart. I think it's Acts 5. You can read that. You know, let's don't ever, it cost them their lives. Christians, it cost them their life. Lying cost them their lives. And you read the whole story. They didn't have to lie. And, and that what they were doing, they were stretching the truth. They were, they were, that's, they were evangelistically speaking with that offering. And it cost, they lied. It comes right down to it. Satan filled their heart to lie to the man of God under the anointing. And they fell dead right there in church. Absolutely. He, him first, and then, what, three hours later, she comes in, told the same lie, and she falls dead. This is serious stuff. You know, I chuckle here and there, but this is serious stuff. Fell dead. My, 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 my. Let's don't ever, right in church, let's don't ever forget where lying originated. John eight forty four. Jesus said to these, these, these religious people that were bound with religiosity and they were not believers in the Lord. He said, you're of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth. He's talking about the devil here, Satan. He says, because there's no truth in him, when he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Don't forget where lying comes from and originates. It comes from the devil himself. He's the original liar. Absolutely. Told Eve that lie back in the Garden of Eden. Do you know the Bible says, it's in 2 Thessalonians 2, that you can believe a lie and be damned. And that, that's what happened to Eve. And that's what's happened to a lot of people. They, they believe lies and it costs them. It really does. Let me close this message. Uh, lying should be taken seriously. It really should. Look at Romans 1.18 and then I'll close. Let's few few verses here, but hang on every word here. Lying is a dangerous thing. Romans 1.18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. The wrath of God awaits those who suppress the truth. Revelation 21.8, but the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars. Now we could camp on any one of those, but for today, all liars will have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Think about that. Don't, don't just set that verse aside. All liars will have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. And then Revelation 22, verse 14 and 15, blessed are those who do his God's commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside are dogs. Those are the, that's not talking about an animal. That's talking about people who do not have a covenant with God. 
You can also make an argument that that has to do with homosexuals, but let's move on here for now. Sorcerers, sexually immoral, murderers and idolaters, and whoever loves and practices a lie. Think about that. Outside, we could say outside of heaven, if you will, outside that holy city in the, in the, in the millennial kingdom and then on out through eternity. But however you want to, you know, just, let me just put it simply where everybody can understand it. Outside of heaven, outside of the presence of God, okay, will be these people and everyone who loves and practices a lie. You know, we should not lie. But I want to say this. If you're out there and you, you've ever told a lie or whatnot, thank God well, you can repent, confess that to God, and he'll forgive you. Okay, absolutely. Absolutely. But what I want to say here is there's a difference between blundering and making a mistake, telling a lie. We shouldn't do that. Uh, we should never say, well, I'm going to lie now and ask God to forgive me later. I'm not saying that. But if you've ever told a lie or you've been been lying or practicing lying, Hey, re- repent and God will forgive you. But look, there's a difference between slipping here and there and telling a lie. And you shouldn't do that. But it's talking about practicing lying. And I've watched people over the years, including Christians, you know, they practice, uh, they got a lifestyle of lying. And you wonder, are they really Christians? Are they really saved? What's going to happen to them when they die? And, and, and that's a subject for another message. But there's a dangerous place to die. And if you're out there and, you, and you're, you're lying and lying and, and practicing lying, it's dangerous. I've given you verses here. It's dangerous. So if that's you, repent. If you're out there and you're a Christian and you've been, been lying and lying, repent. Ask, confess it to God. Ask God to forgive you. Change your lifestyle. He'll, for, he'll forgive you and then go on telling the truth. I'll close with this. First John 2.22 says, Who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? That's First John 2.22. See, if you're out there and you, you deny that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, then God sees you as a liar and you're going to have your part in the lake of fire and brimstone. So, hey, if you're out there and you don't know Jesus, you need to repent of your sins Receive him as your savior. Call on his name. The Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You'll miss hell. You'll miss this lake of fire. You'll make God's holy heaven. Absolutely. By the grace of God, by the blood of Jesus. And so receive Jesus. Get saved. Become a Christian. And, and, and if you're out there and you, you, you deny that Jesus is the Christ, repent of that. And, and acknowledge that he's the Christ, the son of God. Receive him. You'll miss hell, as I said. You'll make heaven. He'll make your life worth living in the meantime. And then be a person of truth. Be a person of truth. And oh, you know, and so a sinner obviously repent, as I just said, get saved, call on Jesus. But I'm talking Christians as I close. Hey, lying, it's not a funny business. There's no joking about it. If you're lying, if you're telling lies, eh, it's just a little one here or there. Hey, God will not fellowship with that and you're in a dangerous place. Repent, ask God to forgive you. If we confess our sins, 1 John 1, 9, he'll forgive us our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteous, all unrighteousness, and then be a person of truth. And tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help you, God, and you'll be glad you did. Well, I hope this helped you today. I hope if, if nothing else, it sobered you up or got your attention or woke, wake up call or whatever to, to think about this subject because it's very important. Well, God bless you. And I will see you again right here next week with another message. God bless you. Bye-bye.